I'm Jessie Aredia, and you're listening to Soul Care for the New Mom, a podcast designed with new moms in mind, where we talk about what it looks like to thrive in motherhood as the free, confident, joy-filled women God has called us to be. If you had told me when I first started going to my local MOPS group, And for those of you who aren't familiar, MOPS stands for Moms of Preschoolers. If you had told me when I first started going to MOPS last fall that I would be having the president and CEO of MOPS on my podcast just six months later, I would have said, get out of here because that is crazy. And yet, here we are. Ah, I'm so excited. Today's episode features my conversation with Mandy Ariotto, president and CEO of MOPS, author of the book Have More Fun, and just an all-around amazing gal who has a huge heart for serving and encouraging moms. In our conversation, we chat about the challenges that moms face when it comes to living life to the full and experiencing abundance in Jesus. And Mandy also gives us practical tips for how us as moms, even moms of little ones who, you know, if we're in the thick of diaper changing, the thick of toddler chasing, how even us busy moms can cultivate more fun in our everyday life. I know that you are just going to love this episode. And with all of that being said, I have two quick favors to ask of you. First, if you have not already, it would mean so much to me if you would take a second to leave a rating and review for the show in iTunes or your Apple Podcast app. It is always super encouraging for me to hear how the podcast has made a difference in your life, and it also helps other women find the podcast too. Second, I would love it if you would take a screenshot of this episode and share it to your Instagram stories. You can tag me at Soul Care for the New Mom, and you can also tag Mandy at Mandy Ariodo. These are two great ways to support the show, not to mention just passing it along to your friends by word of mouth or DM. As always, I love to connect with my listeners personally, so please feel free to reach out through Instagram. You can find me at Soul Care for the New Mom, or you can join my Soul Care for the New Mom Facebook community, where I love pouring into moms and offering free workshops and resources. Just last week, even, we wrapped up my three-day workshop, The Three Reasons You're Still Spiraling, and the feedback I received on that was so amazing and encouraging to hear. I just love empowering you moms to break free, whether that's breaking free from anxiety or depression or struggles with anger or stress or busyness. I firmly believe that Jesus is inviting each of us into abundant living. And this episode you're about to listen to is so fitting in regards to that. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Mandy. Hey, Mandy, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I'm good. I'm so excited to be with you. I'm so excited. I feel like I've been fangirling all week, like just thinking about (laughs) this conversation we're having. Um, I was actually just in my MOPS meeting uh, yesterday morning and just, I don't know, I just, I love the the topic of this year of just living life to the full and having more fun. And I can't wait to talk to you all about it. I'm so excited. Oh gosh, me too. Okay. Well, for the listeners who are not yet familiar with who you are, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and what it is that you do? 
Sure. So um, I'm the CEO of Mops International, but more importantly, I am a mom to three kids. Um, my oldest is 18 and he's going to be heading off to college next year, which is just insane. <laughs> and then I have two daughters who are 15 and 12. And um, our favorite thing to do together right now as a family is rock climbing. And I have to tell you the the most interesting part about it for me is that I regularly have to put my life in my kids' hands. And so <laughs> it's like this practice of surrendering control to the people you gave birth to. But um, it's pretty thrilling at the same time. So that's the thing that we are enjoying as a family right now. I love that. And I, I get what you mean about, you know, as they are getting older and they're wanting to experience more adventures, I'm sure that they're kind of pulling a more adventurous side out of you, which is so funny and cool. I love that. Um, Tell us a little bit about your book, Have More Fun, um, and a little bit about the heart behind it. Yeah. So this book was really a book and I'm sure every author says this, but it's a book that I desperately needed myself. So, um, A few years ago, I recognized that I had totally and completely forgotten how to have fun. Like I was really good at keeping up with my to-do list. My email inbox was usually pretty under control. I had like systems for laundry and um, just all of my life was kind of very calculated around productivity. And all of a sudden, I woke up one day and I recognized, oh my gosh, like I have completely not only... Um, and I'm not having fun. I've forgotten almost how to have fun. And so I decided that the next year of my life, I usually like to set a lot of goals for the year, but this one particular year, I decided that my only goal for the entire year was to have more fun. And that's where this book was birthed out of, because what I recognized was like all of those burning questions that I had in the back of my mind, like, how do I improve my marriage? And how do I become a better parent? And how do I have a more robust faith life? All of those burning questions were in so many ways answered by infusing fun into just the smallest details of my day. And so that's where the book was born from. Yeah. And as you were writing it, I mean, what did you feel like you were learning from it or even just learning before you started writing it in terms of your work as the president and CEO of MOPS? I mean, that's a huge role. So how did that play into your work even? Yeah, good question. I think because of my role, I put a high value on productivity and getting a lot accomplished throughout the day and making sure that I was doing everything at home and everything at work. And really in so many ways becoming less effective at not only my job, but my parenting, my being a wife and all of those things, simply because all I was thinking about was checking things off my to-do list and not actually having any heart behind any of them. And so what I had to recognize was that even though fun felt frivolous, uh, that it was actually a really important spiritual practice, uh, not only in my faith life, but in every aspect of my life. And so I had to recognize a couple of different things. One was differentiating rest and distraction. Mm -hmm. So in a lot of ways I would think, Oh, I'm using this time to rest, but actually what I was doing was just spending two hours, like skimming through Buzzfeed or Instagram or something like that. And that's distraction. That's not actually real rest. And then differentiating between fake fun and real fun and fake fun are those things that leave us feeling depleted. They might like serve us for a minute, but then we feel depleted and more worn out afterwards where real fun is 
always um, rejuvenating. It's always replenishable. Fake fun is overeating and then feeling terrible afterwards. And real fun is a nourishing meal that uh, fills you up. but doesn't leave you lethargic or um, feeling down or bogged down in your body afterwards. So really differentiating that fun is okay. It's not frivolous. Uh, making the distinction between fake fun and real fun and recognizing that there are certain cultural expectations that have been built into our Western society from centuries ago that play into this acute need that so many of us have to succeed and be productive and feel like we are contributing to society. And uh, really, those aren't from God. Those are cultural norms that we've put on ourselves. Mm, yeah. And, you know, another cultural norm that I've noticed, um, and, you know, and I've even experienced for myself is just this idea that because we are moms, that we have to somehow martyr ourselves. Yes. And, and, and motherhood has just become almost like a monotonous chore that we're like, you know, working, working, working at. And yet we're not really experiencing the abundance that's readily available through motherhood. So could you maybe speak a little bit to that? Like, what does it look like to actually live life to the full and have more of that real fun, even when you are in a really busy season of motherhood? Totally. I think that is such an accurate assessment too. So often we feel like we need to sacrifice on the, ourselves on the altar of everyone else, but actually they... Um, don't get the best of us because of that. And I think so often um, when we don't prioritize ourselves as moms, we run on fumes. It's actually interesting. Uh, I talk with uh, you know tens of thousands of women over the course of the year and two things I hear over and over again, and it actually doesn't matter where I am in the world. I could be here in Denver, Colorado, where I am today, or in Guatemala, or in the UK, or in India, moms tell me two things. And that's first, that they're exhausted, but second, they feel like they're not doing enough with their lives, which is really interesting to me that we have this pressure on ourselves that we're completely exhausted because we're doing so much. And at the same time, feel like we need to be doing more for the people around us. We need to be earning our worth with God. We need to be doing more and more and more and caring for other people around us better when actually if we would just slow down, we'd recognize the beauty that is happening throughout the course of the day and the simple things that we do all the time. And what mm -hmm. I hear a lot of time from moms, and I felt this way too when my kids were little, was that motherhood is a constraint, right? It keeps us from doing the more important things that we might be feeling called to do. But what actually what I recognize is that Motherhood is a catalyst that can fuel us to become the most vibrant, thriving, flourishing, fun version of ourselves if only we choose to reframe how we view it. Mm, I love that. And what do you think that might look like practically? You know, especially when you maybe have little ones. So you maybe do feel like you're very much constrained. You don't see much of that catalyst for fun and then catalyst for adventure. So what might that look like? Well, one thing that I like to tell moms is that they're the most powerful influencers on the planet. And this mm. runs the gamut from economists who know that 87% of household purchases are done by moms. And that represents, you know, 
trillions of dollars of global economies that are in influenced by where moms spend their dollars. And a really interesting study came out recently from the UN that says when moms are resourced, it helps to lift a community out of poverty. And not only that, but if you want to raise a country's GDP or lower their proclivity for war, you put moms in government. And so it's this really interesting dynamic of major brands who are recognizing that moms are the most powerful influencers on the planet and moms who don't recognize that just by being a mom, you are influencing global markets, major corporations, global governments, and your kids at home. And so I think when we reframe our understanding of motherhood and the significance of it, even in the drudgery and mundaneness and the repetitive nature of having little kids at home, we can kind of rise above this and say, the work I'm doing today, it really matters. And I'm influencing huge things around the globe. It has a big ripple effect uh, just by living my everyday life. And not only that, but I think when we become moms, it gives us a really great opportunity to find joy and fun in the small things. So instead of watching our kids scootering in the driveway, we go out and join them and scooter. it just reframes and gives us new opportunities that maybe we didn't even have before because we didn't have kids to climb trees with or jump in the pool with our clothes on or do all these fun things that our kids give us the opportunity to be a part of. Yeah, that's huge. And I'm imagining that as people, as these moms are listening to this episode right now, that a few of them might be thinking, but I'm not fun. You know, they might be thinking, I don't know how to do that. Like I'm not programmed to be fun. Like they almost have conditioned themselves to believe that it's not possible for them. So speaking to them and specifically, what kind of encouragement could you maybe offer those women? I would say even for people who fun comes naturally, it still takes work and it Mm. takes intentionality. And I would say that I was right there with them for um, a lot of my mothering, just feeling like I'm too tired to have fun or fun is gonna just create another mess that I have to clean up or it's just too much work or that's not my default. Like I don't naturally think of fun things to do. And so I would say it takes some intentionality in, in thinking small. And sometimes it takes pretending that you're, knowing how to have fun or that you are fun in order to start actually having fun, which sounds counterintuitive, but it might be as small as um, when you come home from work or you're picking your kids up at school and you make it seem like you are so excited to see them and you make it fun to be reunited with your family or your husband. And just by that simple change of posture of you make eye contact with them and you're like, oh, I'm so excited to see you. And they feel special in this small way. It's the small habits that create a life. And so Mm. I just really feel like when we start to infuse fun and delight and joy into those small moments, it starts to build. And then we start to find more opportunities to infuse fun into the bigger moments as well. But I think it just takes some practice and it does take some, some work. But then once you put in the work, it turns into a habit. Mm, absolutely. And and it reminds me of um, one of the examples that I know you gave in one of the videos that I saw at a MOPS meeting. You shared um, how you, you know of a woman who she wanted to work out. She wanted to, she had this goal of getting more fit, losing weight, 
But the idea of going to the gym was just so drudging for her that she ended up deciding to take a dance class instead. And then through that, she had so much fun. You know, she was she was exercising. She was feeling healthier. She was feeling great. And, you know, it kind of goes back to that. What you just said about how, you know, you don't realize how the small things that you do, they really do add up and they can create lasting impact. They can create big results, um, which I just think is so huge and encouraging for us as moms who maybe don't feel like we can take massive action right away. Maybe we do have to start with the smaller things or, you know, just just try to enjoy the little stuff. Um, what does that look like for you these days? Oh, gosh, good question. So um, I love the outdoors. And so it's taking every new opportunity I can to be outside. So we just got some snowshoes. Uh, so we as a family are heading out and we're going to snowshoe out into the forest and sleep in a yurt out out in the back country. Um, but oh my gosh, I know I cannot wait. But it's so true what you just mentioned. It's taking sometimes our normal everyday habits that we feel like we should be doing, like going to the gym every day, even though we hate it, and changing one small thing in order to change our entire lives. And it doesn't take a lot. Like that, like my friend who decided to go to a dance class, like one dance class a week, and it totally changed her perspective on her entire life. And so I think when we just change one small thing, it has the potential just to have ripple effect throughout all of the different ways that we live our lives and parent and interact with strangers. I mean, it's just so huge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for the listeners who are not yet familiar with MOPS, could you maybe dive a little bit into what MOPS is and how they can find out how to join a, a MOPS group? Yes. So MOPS is a community of moms and we come together all over the world. We're actually in 67 countries and we translate wow. materials into 14 different languages. So it's this phenomenal sisterhood of women who recognize that being a mom is both hard and also incredibly significant. And so we gather people together in communities all over the world, and we talk about the things that are closest on our hearts, like mothering and marriage and friendships. I, I, was a, I went to a mops group when my kids were little, and I still have friends. I have lifelong friends who have come out of my MOPS experience. So MOPS is just this incredible community of women who come together to cheer each other on and to talk about these significant things in the world and in our lives that can help us become better moms, become more equipped as women, and to really thrive in whatever role we find ourselves in. I love that. And I I joined MOPS this past year, so I'm still kind of new to it. But I remember that at my very first meeting, I, I really did have no idea of what to expect. I knew, you know, there was childcare and that was already like a, a win for me. I'm like, yes, uh, right? I'm yeah. there. <laughs> and there's food. But I, I was so surprised by by what you said about, you know, women were cheering each other on. I remember, you know, they asked like, you know, who, who here wants to nominate someone for, for the super mom reward today? Mm. And they would come around and put a cape or like, I, I got the soup, I got nominated as the super mom. So they came with a cape and wrapped it around my neck. And, and I just felt like, wow, like this really is a community, but also, you know, what you said of a sisterhood, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, we're all in this season together. We all, you know, are encountering a lot of the same challenges 
And we're all, you know, we're wanting to experience abundance in the same God. And that's huge. Um, it just, I don't know. I, I feel like for us as moms of little ones, you know, who are going to mops meetings, going through this season, I think that we need that sisterhood more so than ever. Um, it can be a really lonely season. I, I know that, you know, that's something that you are passionate about helping women walk through. Um, so I just, I just want to thank you for the work that you do. I want to thank you for your book of encouraging us to have more fun. Um, what would you say is maybe the best next thing that a mom can do for herself this week in order to experience more of that abundance and live life to the full? Oh gosh, that's a great question. I would say to make a list of all the things that you love doing as a kid and the things that felt like super life-giving and then to pick one thing from that list and incorporate it into your life as an adult. So as a kid, I loved dancing. And then for a long time in my 20s and early 30s, I felt embarrassed and awkward to dance. And then uh, as I got into my middle 30s and decided that I was going to incorporate more fun into my life, I started taking a hip hop class. And it is like revolutionized how I view my body and how I feel strong. And it has brought so much joy and fun into my life. So I would say re-engage with that childlike part of your soul and uh, incorporate just one small thing. It might be finger painting. It might be playing in the sand, who the heck knows, go out to the park and go on a swing, um, whatever it is, incorporate one small thing and it might just change your life. Mm, I love that. Thank you for that. Um, where can listeners find your book and also find you? Yeah, my book can be found anywhere books are sold, uh, especially Amazon, which is super convenient. And uh, you can also check out Mops at mops.org. I love it. Well, thank you so much again, Mandy, for coming on, for just being a, a source of wisdom and hope and truth. And, you know, during a season that oftentimes we just, we need that community. We need that truth more so than ever. So just thank you for the encouragement that you offer and for the work that you do. Thank you. And thanks for this podcast. What a gift it is to moms everywhere. And it's such a pleasure to be in this sisterhood with you. So thanks Same. for having me on. 